Mike Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 134 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. And no... No Julian again this week, but Julian's with us in spirit because he has he's left us some some cliff notes for us to go off of, and his voice will be heard maybe not audio wise, but he has left his opinions for this episode. So you're stuck with Ken, Alex, Mark, and myself, Lonnie this week, and we're recording this on. January 13th, 2017. Not a whole lot going on in the KISS world right now, which is kind of odd for summer because it's usually when KISS does a lot of their touring. Mm-hmm. They did a, you know, obviously they did the spring tour in Europe, early summer tour in Europe. They're doing a show in Chicago mm-hmm. tomorrow on a, at a festival and a show in Minnesota on Saturday. I believe that's part of a festival too, isn't it? Or is that, I think it's a festival of some sorts. So we'll see what kind of set list they put together, how long they play at a festival. It may be, like most festivals, a little shortened, but we'll see. And we'll see what what songs they stick with, what songs they drop, and any changes that are made. But in the meantime, this week, we are talking about our own personal KISS bucket lists. What is on your KISS bucket list? What do you... And it, and it doesn't have to be... Uh, it can be, you know, whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be uh, places you want to go or things you want to have in your collection. Or It can be anything you want it to be. It's your own list. Um, put your own spin on it. Um, and Julian has left us his top ten, too. So we can, we can let you know what Julian's bucket list is as well. So, Mark, are you ripping yours up? Or? Oh, no, I'm just folding mine up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said he wanted to hang with Bob Ezrin, so he had to rip it up. <laughs> that wouldn't be yeah. on Mark's. That wouldn't be on Mark's 100 kiss button list. Yeah, I've already let's, I've already met him. <laughs> but speaking of Mark, let's let's kick it off with Mark for Mark's number 10 bucket list item for kiss kiss related bucket list. Okay, well the way I did it, and we can do it numerically, obviously like that, is right. I had it kind of divided, subdivided into easy stuff that I thought that would be easy to get off my list, then kind of the medium difficulty one, and then the really difficult one. So I have to read in my easy one, so the number 10 one will, would be to meet Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley is the only member of KISS that I haven't had some sort of interaction with. Like, I've met Bruce quite a few times. Um, it's funny, I met uh, Eric Singer and... Uh, a couple of the other guys, uh, Gene Simmons actually at Nam, and just kind of in passing, whenever we would he would be there, and you can just kind of because he, because it's not open to the public, you can kind of come up to them easier and talk to them, and it's a uh, you know a little bit more easier to have an interaction with them. But Paul Stanley has been the elusive one that I've never really had a chance to even just say hey what's going on to you know what I mean like he's been the one that's been out of radar for me <clears throat> like totally so. I'd like to be able to say that I've at least met, you know, all of them because, you know, like I said, I met Ace back <clears throat> long time ago when I saw him when he was uh, touring solo 
that was actually a kind of a awkward meeting because he was in a bathroom at that time preparing himself to go on stage. I won't get into what happened at that time. Yeah, pl- pl- please don't inform us on what happened with Ace in the bathroom. <laughs> It's, it's, nothing, it's, with, nothing with a diaper-changing station. No, or no, like no, 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 no. That was making that sure. Was, that was the rock and ride tour, right? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, you know, it's it's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I you know I just really would like to be able to knock that off my list to just finally meet Mr. Paul Stanley. So that's number ten. Very good. Very good, Alex. You know, I'd have to say I. I was thinking of Mark, you know, the same. He's going to do the lower ones being the somewhat obtainable ones and then work my way up. Um, mine's the same. Though. I wouldn't mind meeting Paul and Gene. I haven't met them yet. Um, the only thing, interaction I had with Paul is um, when I did see him in 2006 on his Live to Win tour, um, he came over, like, to the stage right after Love Gun because, like, right before he did the encore and stuff, and he handed me his guitar pick. And so that was it. And I mean, I was like geeking out then, but you know, I haven't had any interaction uh, with with Paul or anything like that. Um, I've only met Bruce, and I did talk to Eddie Trunk a couple. I mean, not Eddie Trunk. I talked to Ace on Eddie Trunk's Kissmas special a couple years ago, before Anomaly came out, and that was pretty cool. Oh, speaking of which, there is a little kiss news with Ace and Anomaly. That's right. With uh, with uh, the reissue of Anomaly. And oh, yeah, yeah. The- and um, correct remastered, and the uh, "You Make It Hard for Me" song, which was um, the original lyrics for "Foxy and Free," but it's a song that we originally heard about back in the Psycho Circus um, era before the album came out. So it'll and I and it's up for streaming, and then I listened to it the other day. It's actually, you know, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I must so, say I. I was on iTunes because uh, the other day looking at it, and they looked like you could. I mean, obviously the anomalies out there, but there was the other bonus track, which is the slower version of "Pain in the Neck." And uh, if you go to the iTunes, you can stream sample all the tracks on there. So um, it was interesting hearing that slower version of "Pain in the Neck" as well. Isn't there some kind of isn't there some kind of colored vinyl too of that? Yeah, the vinyl is a picture disc, I think. Yeah, I think oh, it's okay. picture disc. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. I mean, it's something to tide you over, I guess, for Kiss collectors anyway. <laughs> Just to get you to buy something again. We're all oh, yeah. Kiss 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 fans are the kings of buying music that they already have. So why not buy something else that you already own? So Ken, what about you for your to start off your list? Yeah, my list is, I guess it's kind of like uh, the other guys uh, where it's easier well maybe easier <laughs> to to attain <clears throat> some of these things uh starting at 10 um mine are kind of all over the place though but uh you might call this kissing up <laughs> my number 10 <laughs> my number 10 is uh, uh, a new book from from julian <laughs> oh brother that, that he's not that's even about, on uh, I, know, I know i know so, I don't even know if he listens to the show when he's he on. He probably so doesn't, so this probably won't work, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a, a book, a book on the uh, the uh, creatures look it up era, with hopefully you know the uh, Michael James Jackson. I'm hoping that's who he's been 
maybe interviewing <laughs> lately yeah, since he's kind of been kind of come back out. But yeah, I'm hoping uh, creatures look it up or, you know, killers. Um, I'd like to have a, a nice book on that period of time. Uh, I think it would be very interesting. So I know, I know Julian could do the job. So that's well, a hardcore eliminating to get the show started. <laughs> <laughs> So there, there you go. Speaking of Julian, let's go to Julian's number 10. And Julian put his together. Um, he's been accompl- He put his together. He's been accomplishing a lot of these, he said, this year. Uh, his number 10 was to attend a final kiss meet and greet, which he did back in April. Um, he says that we're just about to the end of the band. We're 45 years in, with the last 21 of those years being in makeup. And he hadn't done a meet and greet since 2004, and he did one this past April, and he wanted to experience how those meet and greets have progressed from when they started doing them in 2003, really, on the Rock Nation tour with Aerosmith, to how they've become now with the acoustic sets and meeting the band without makeup and coming back and meeting the band with makeup. Um, He said their meet and greets have certainly changed, and he has mixed opinions on it, good and bad. So. That's Julian's number 10. And my number 10, and this one's fairly easy, and it's just me pulling the trigger and doing it, and that is I don't own a copy of the original album on vinyl without Kiss in Time. What? And I'd like to have that. And I don't. Neither do I. So, and, and I'm... <laughs> really? You know, I'm, surpri- I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you don't, Mark. So, yeah. I just don't have it. I just don't have it. I wish I did. And it's just... One, a matter of me pulling the trigger to do it. Two, a matter of me convincing my wife that this is a good idea for me to do. So, which might be the harder thing. So, again, with buying music, I already have. Right. <laughs> Considering true. that they're usually like over fifty dollars, maybe even a hundred with one, even if it's not a, even if it's not a promo, they're pretty pricey. And considering I'd never play either. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ken's disappointed in me right now, and is a little disappointed in Mark as well. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you guys go, oh, Mark, why don't you give us your... Uh... All right. My number nine is uh, one, again, that's probably a pretty fairly simple one to do. And the funny thing about this one, actually, is that I did have a few chances to knock this one off my list, but unfortunately... Because it involves being in New York City, I was always kind of restricted by other people's schedules at that time. So there was one time when, it, when I was really close to doing this, I would say, okay, we're, we're near, we're near, we can go, let's go do it. And then something came up and I wasn't able to do it with them. And that was to do a picture at the infamous Dress to Kill corner. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do that picture. And I've been to New York City like six times the I think that was the fifth time was the closest I came to actually doing it and I kicked myself that we didn't get to actually do it but I really need to get that done I really want to get a picture of me and a couple of my friends at that dress to kill corner because everybody who's a fan of Kiss probably has that in amongst their photo collection somewhere so that's my number nine and like I said I I think it's just a matter of finally sitting down and organizing it properly to get it done no doubt I think that uh, that's on mine too. But uh, 
for sure. That's a, and a, that's a great one. I think every Kiss fan that goes in New York has well, I have to go there. Yeah. So, Ken, let's go back to you for your number nine. Do you have Do you have more Julian books that you're that you're wanting? <laughs> no, but I got a different book. Uh-huh. I got another book actually. This which is the next one. Uh, I want a, uh, and this may take a while, um, depending on when the band, you know, hangs it up or when. I don't know when he's allowed to do it, but uh, Tommy Thayer uh, uh, book, Tommy Thayer book, uh, biography mm-hmm. about the whole experience and going back to. You know when he first well you know you can go his his musical life you know it should be pretty interesting yeah. you know the early stuff back black and blue and and then uh becoming you know getting hired on with kiss to to be a you know Aaron guy or whatever you know um and then finally joining them um you know and putting on the makeup and you know what what are the real behind the scenes stuff that you know happened with all that so I, I i think that'd be very interesting hopefully he can divulge all the what what went on that whole period of time <laughs> yeah even when you know, eric had passed and, and then eric singer came came in and replaced him and so on but so it's not going to happen of course right now while he's still in the band but it's mm. i think if it's all over he has a better chance that we have a better chance of that happening yeah, I think it has to be all over, and and maybe Gene and Paul not being with us anymore for that to happen. <laughs> it might be right. It could be true. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> but that might be true. Yeah. Speaking of buckets, <laughs> bucket list. <laughs> Alex, what about you? You know, mine's uh, actually like Mark, but I. I've always wanted to go to the New York sites. It's funny, I grew up in Maryland, and I've been to upstate New York many times, but I've only been to New York City once, and that was just for a layover coming home from my mission. And so I've never actually been to the city. Um, of course, being out west is a little bit uh, tricky at the moment, but I'd like to do the, the sites, um, you know, go to the loft, go to some of the locations, you know, go outside Electric Lady Studios and Madison Square Garden and stuff. So. And of course, you know the the Jessica uh, photo spot. Yeah. Even I'm sure, like my wife would be like, "What? Why are you taking a picture at this lamppost? What's what's, what's this about?" Stop it! <laughs> Get back in the car. <laughs> um, what about you, Lonnie? Mine is actually the same. My number nine is actually the same. Three of us have the same number nine, and mine is to go on a tour of Kiss sites in New York. Um, the Dress to Kill, obviously. Uh, that fountain that you see a lot of the 75 pictures in front of. Uh, the loft. Um, where the date were, you know, where the Daisy used to be, where Coventry used to be. Things like that. Um, just to visit those historic Kiss-related sites, Electric Lady Studios, things like that. Um, to see where it all began, um, I, I think would be very interesting and, and, and very special to me to visit all those places. Um, I did something like that. Like we went out to, um, my wife and I went out to Los Angeles a few years ago to see your sister. And I did a lot of those things um, with Guns N' Roses and make sure I wanted to go to the Troubadour. I wanted to go to the Roxy and the Rainbow and 
and the whiskey and places like that um, to see that because they're my second favorite band. So I wanted to do things like that. So I would like to do the same thing um, for Kiss in New York. Julian's number nine is, he says, it's almost like wasting a pick, but he wants to interview Vinnie Vincent. Because <laughs> what, what more needs to be said? Yeah. Probably the, the white whale to try to get an interview with Vinnie Vincent. But for a guy like Julian, would have definitely have to be on his list. Yeah, absolutely. So, Ken, let's throw it right back to you for our number eight picks. Okay, eight. I got another book. <laughs> wow, he's like the bookmeister. I'm, I'm going to stop there, though. You know, but it, number eight is uh, uh, Bruce Kulik book. Um, I think, again, another, another interesting... Might be another bucket book. Another one that might have to wait a while. Uh, though, you know, he could do it. You know, um, I know he's going to be on the cruise, so maybe after he does the cruise, he can start working on it. Um, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he wants to, I'm sure, remain on good terms. And, this, you know, Bruce is a classy guy. So, um, I, I, but but I'd, I'd love to, you know, see or hear all the stories. Uh, that went on there. Uh, he's written stuff about, you know, recording the certain albums on his website, which has been very, you know, very interesting. And so yeah. I'd like to him to go more into that, and then about the whole experience. It seems like he remembers everything because he wasn't on drugs or anything like that. I, as far <laughs> as I know, so I think he has a pretty good memory. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I want to see that book happen. Who knows when it when it will happen though. For sure. I think a Bruce book would be very interesting between the time frame where he, how he, how he got in the band with the whole Mark St. John drama going on. Eric Carr dying, Eric Singer coming in would be very telling um, from an outside, from a, from an inside point of view, but yet, and not a Gene and Paul point of view. Yeah. Yeah. To, to 1995, 96 with the reunion tour. Mm-hmm. I think Bruce would have a lo- Bruce was involved in a lot of interesting times in the band, mm-hmm. and a lot of dr- dramatic times in the band with dramatic changes and it was yeah. very, you know, maybe Even all the maybe the most dramatic times. Oh yeah, and the Psycho Circus, him coming yeah. back and riding with Paul, and yeah. here they are. They kicked me out of the band, but. Hey, come write with me for this new album. Come, come and write a song with me. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. So I, I, I think a Bruce book would be very revealing, if if done properly. But again, like yeah. the Tommy book, we might have to wait a while for it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Mark, let's go back to you then for eight. Okay, so now my number eight is one that might surprise Ken, again. Yep. Um. I've been a, I I really over the last couple of years gotten into the whole uh, British thing a lot. Like I'm really into Doctor Who, and I also like a lot of the a uh, lot of the bands, progressive bands from England and stuff like that. And I've also gotten into researching a lot of like the record labels like Parlophone and Pi and all these other labels and stuff like that. And one of the things that I really started getting into that's Kiss related is I wanted to get all of the pie red vinyl albums that Kiss have, right? Now, I only have Alive 2 and Rock and Roll Over, 
and I have the first album coming in the mail because I did a sweet trade for one. And um, but that's really something that I wanted to knock off my list. I'm a big fan of the red vinyl versions of those records, and I like the fact that they kind of just stopped. I believe at what was it, uh, Dynasty? I think it was. Yeah, they, the, Dynasty was, was, uh, was. I don't think that was. Um... That wasn't a pie. That was just a regular red from. It was a red from. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think that was. Bellafon or whatever. Yeah, was. I think it was a. Yeah, it was yeah. a Bellafon red. Um, yeah. But the. But yeah, you know, I. Before. I, I like though that they. I like that they kind of stopped it at a point just to make it you know kind of more exclusive to a time period too, right? I mean, a live two kind of being the stopping point is interesting, and I really like them. I mean, the ones that I have, they all sound really good. And you know, there's I haven't had any issues with them, so and they're really a I, I like them. I think they're they stand out really nicely, and they're a really cool collector piece to have and to show other Kiss fans. So I want to get the rest of them. I know a live one is going to be a pain in the butt mm. to get, yes. and same as and same with the Destroyer. I hear is not the easiest one to find either. That's so. okay. You don't like Destroyer. Yeah, I'll leave that one for last, <laughs> anyways. So Mark, um, yeah, I have. I have all of them, and uh, that was one of the first ones I really tried to collect all of them, and I actually had bought a couple, which is kind of funny, uh, back in the early or mid-80s. Oh, really? When we had a store out here that had a lot of import records, and I remember seeing a couple, and I actually at that time bought a Live 2 in red and the first album in red vinyl. That's the only ones I bought at that time. So, but in the last year or so, I have a uh, year and a half probably. I have slowly collected all of them. So, I have all all of them. But yeah, like you said, some of them are a little bit tougher to to find. They don't show up as much as the yeah. ones. Yeah. But yeah, th- those are cool. I I do like them too. It seems like the first three show up a lot, but then after that, they get a little bit more trickier. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. Cool. Alex, do you still have your number eight? I do. My number eight, so it's kind of disappointing. I've had them over the period of uh, years, and I've traded some. <laughs> Don't build uh, it up any. It's kind of disappointing. <laughs> but I'd like to get, like, a nice set of all the albums on, like, CD. But I'm, like, waiting to get Dream, well, Dreamland for them to, like, have, like, that definitive, you know, matching full set you know you get like the remasters that just go up to a certain period of time and then you get you know the, the miscellaneous 90s albums or you got sonic boom as a digipack and so forth and you know i mean i see ken's got the beatles box set behind him you know how they've got it all packaged everything's uniform and stuff and so that's my like that's my like goal um i'm hoping at some point they'll do something with like a final remaster maybe the 2014 mixes because i have those um off itunes but I wouldn't mind having a nice physical full set. Nice. They haven't remastered. They haven't put out remastered CDs since '97. So I would think you're due at some point for that. Yeah. You know, I could see them remastering the catalog in a Kisteria type vein on CD I mean, at I some would, point. You know, the the Maybe. band should. The band Chicago released two uh, box sets of those studio albums, one with the first ten, one with the second ten, and they came with just in little cardboard sleeves. Uh, the second set actually replicated the full album with the front and back of the cover. It was pretty sweet. 
So I wouldn't mind seeing something like that too. I yeah, for a band that has become a nostalgic act in a lot of ways, you would think they would embrace their past more than what yeah. they do sometimes. Do you know what? You should consider yourself very lucky though, because I for one collect Frank Zappa and he's redone all his stuff. And let me tell you, at the on the spine of the CDs, there's a little number on the top that represents which number of the album it is in the series. And this is insane. It's like he has like number 96, number 111. Like he has a lot of albums. I'm like, holy shit! How long is it gonna take me to collect all of these? Like, That's I, I just, I just got like the first like 20, and I thought, okay, I'm doing good. And I'm like, no, I got like 80 more to go here. Like, so be, consider yourself lucky that Kiss don't have that many records that you have to wait for. So, <laughs> my number eight is actually the same as Ken's, and I want a Bruce Kulick book. And I guess that's why I had a lot to say on Ken's Bruce Kulick book. I think that'd be very interesting because he was in such a involved in such interesting transitions in the band's period, in the band's time frame. Julian's number eight is actually really good. Julian wants to get unshit listed for life by the band. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> nice. I don't know why he's shitless. I mean, it's just... it's Because the FAQ has a bad name, I guess, amongst the inner circle. Just because some people on the board and, said bad and things. He run, it doesn't and, represent and the whole... He doesn't represent Julian, Julian Gill's opinion. <laughs> but I guess Julian, they see as the puppeteer up in the rafters. Yeah. He's the, yeah, the piper. I guess, you know, and I, you know, some of the experiences he had with getting Odyssey out did not help his, <laughs> yeah, yeah. did not help his status amongst the band either. So Julian, who is an uber, uber fan and a great guy, and I'm eliminating now, is shit listed by the band for whatever reason. <laughs> That's Julian's number except, eight is to get except from uh, except for the uh, meet and greets because they allowed him to to do they that. Allowed, that they meet money. and greet in Reno. <laughs> yeah, but they did take his money. They took his money. Oh, they'll be glad, glad to take his money. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we will be happy to take his money. Unfortunately. <laughs> so let's move on to our number seven picks. Yes. And. Alex, let's go straight to you on this one. Can't hear your, you. Your mic's not working. I can't Sorry. hear you. I put it on, on me to try to limit sounds. Uh, my number seven for myself is, you know, I got to go to an expo in Baltimore, and it's pretty cool, but I'd really like to go to like one of the Indianapolis expos. Um, though I do hope they mix it up. You know, I know uh, they mentioned on three sides, you know, and somebody made a comment, you know, I mean, how many do we have with Bruce and Eric? You know, I'd like to see some good guests, mm-hmm. you know, hearing like Michael James Jackson doing the Kiss Cruise. I wouldn't mind seeing a similar setup there, you know, having like Michael James Jackson and, and some of the other people that kind of worked with the band. That would be really sweet. Uh, and I was, But I wouldn't mind going to like a, a big expo uh, and have some good dealers there. For sure, I'm in the India a bunch of times. It's a, it's a great time. So, it's, it's a good pick. Mark, what about you? Okay, so now, <clears throat> now we're heading into the uh, medium difficulty area ah, yes. for me. Now, as everybody probably knows, I, you know, being a musician and play guitar and stuff like that. And while I've never really been much of a, like uber guitar collector of other people's like signature stuff. I have like one 
one signature guitar. I have a Tony Iommi SG because I love Sabbath, so I had to get that. He's like the god of all things metal, so you have to get his guitar, right? But uh, the the one guitar that I really would love to get, and I have a picture right here, just so I can go into more detail, is I'd love to get the Bruce Kulick ESP, I believe it's called an M1 swirl, like he had on the Asylum tour. Mm. Yeah. That kind mm-hmm. of multicolored swirl guitar. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've seen one before at the Nam show. They had one of these custom uh, guitar builders that made a bunch of different guitars for various people, and they were really like low amount, like five of them they would make. So they're like insanely expensive, but they would make it to the exact detail, like the same whammy bars, the same everything in it, right? And I'm pretty sure I saw one like that at one of the Nam shows I went to, and it's just, I would love to buy one of those, you know. I mean, I know collectors, whenever I talk about it, they always, like, fr- like frown at me when they say, oh, well, you know, yeah, you would buy it and hang it up, right? I go, no, I'd, I'd play it. I would love to use it and stuff. They're like, no, you, sh- you can't do that. It's a collector. You know how collectors are sometimes, right? So, but I'd love to get that guitar because that guitar to me represents my one of my, well, my favorite non-makeup Kiss record, which is Asylum. And I really, I just really love that guitar. I thought the very first time I saw it was in Circus Magazine when I was way younger back in the day. And I always was just captivated by that guitar. So I'd love to grab one of those. And I guess the reason why it's medium difficulty is because one, it's probably difficult to find. And number two, it'll be pretty pricey. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yes on both. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, what about you for seven? Seven. It's not a book. <laughs> oh, the first non-book item from Ken. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah. All right, this is uh, this is uh, one last Kiss album. That's my number seven. I want one more album from them. Um, one more. Let's say it this way: a good <laughs> album. <laughs> um, you know, one one last kind of hurrah their last you know swan song or whatever i don't know what you want to call it swan song but something that they go out with a bang i guess uh that you know an album that maybe they get a good producer which there's that rumor again now about the michael james jackson since he's back in the pitch picture and some guy on the board said uh he he's willing to produce them you know so who knows? And Paul said the next album, when he was talking about it, was going to have a big drum sound. Uh, so that's, hey, it's kind of like yeah. all these things kind of equaling up. So I'm hoping for uh, one last Kiss album and Michael James Jackson produce it. And I hope it's a good one. That's it. It's a good, it's a good pick. and It's what the last two Kiss albums were missing. If you ask a lot of Kiss fans, it's like, Bonafide producer, so production, yeah, exactly what what would be great for him. My number seven is to have an original Kiss pinball machine, not the new one, yes. but an original Pretty one cool. from the seventies. I um, <clears throat> passed up on one about twelve, thirteen years ago. I it was in a record shop in the middle of Mount Vernon, Illinois, in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. Hmm. And uh, a guy 
I had a Kiss shirt on. The guy says, you're a big Kiss fan? I go, oh, yeah. I was actually on my way to the Kiss Indianapolis Expo, and I knew there was a record store on the way there, and I wanted to stop there. And he, and he took me in this back room. He had a Kiss demo machine. He wanted 1200 bucks for it. And I should have pulled the trigger, and I didn't, oh. and I've regretted it since. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was a bad move, and it's still haunting. Yeah, but well, how would day. you would have? How would you have brought it back? I mean, how would I have brought it back? I wouldn't have had a place to set it up at the time. Either was part of the problem because I was about twenty-two or so, and I mm-hmm. didn't have a house or anything like that. I wouldn't have had a place to really put it. I so I couldn't just so I could justify doing it at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that makes looking sense. back on it. I wish somehow I would have talked myself into it and said, oh, you'll figure that out later. Just buy it, you know? Mm-hmm. Stick it in your bedroom. Right, you know? Bring a girl over. Ah, check out my Kistimba machine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever girl wants to see, you know? Yeah. So, that, that, that's, I missed out on that, and I've kind of regretted it ever since. Um, Julian's number seven is to find two elusive vinyl releases one that he previously had and foolishly sold he missed out on an auction and replaced it at one point because it didn't look as good as the one he had had originally and the other LP variant is something that he's never owned and never seen in person but he wants it framed and on his wall but he's not going to tell you what these two pieces of vinyl are he doesn't want to tell us so we don't go out and buy it (laughs) Yeah. Under, or overbid him or something. Overbid like him just to drive the price up. It's like, I want to know what they are. Just to know. I do too, you know? I do too but he, won't, he, he will not divulge <laughs> very wisely to us very four wise. and anyone listening to the show. Saying, oh, I said, I'm doing one, so I'm just going to drive the price up. <laughs> so back to number, we're down to number six. Mark, why don't you kick us off with six? Okay, so since we're in the middle difficulty one, um, the reason why this is going to be in the middle difficulty, and once I reveal what it is, you'll probably think, well, this is probably harder than middle difficulty, but I'll explain. First, I'll say what it is, and then I'll explain why it's probably not as hard as you would think. I would like to take one of my own songs I wrote, and I would like to mix it with Eddie Kramer. Mm. Okay. Now, I'm sure everybody's saying, well, that's going to be a real hard thing to do. I mean, the guy's, you know, not exactly, like, available all the time and blah, 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 blah. But there's a series that's out amongst people who are into the whole mixing and audio kind of world. They have a they have this little program called Mix with the Masters, and I believe it's held in France where they get certain big-name record producers and they take like six people at a time you stay over the weekend you know they give you accommodations and stuff and you go in with a known record producer and he shows you how he mixes his material and then he mixes something with you like of your own right so that was something that was always interested in because he had they always had like a bunch of really producers and they announced that eddie kramer would be doing this and not just once but often that he would be doing as he likes doing it right so that's something that i'd really like to get off my bucket list even if it's just one song that i can include as a bonus on my next album or something i'd love to just sit down and do one song 
with him is not just to get his magic onto it, but just to absorb everything that he does and learn off of him what his little tricks and you know things that he does to make the sound how he does for the records that he does because I I love a lot of his stuff that he's released and not even Kiss stuff I mean just even non Kiss stuff right so mm-hmm. um so I'm I'd really like to put that one to rest at one point you know like I said that again will cost money and it will be a timing thing again because you'd have to do it when he's announced that he's going to be doing it so that's one of my big well, it's not the biggest one, but it's it's a pretty big one. So, my number six, I believe you said it was, right? Yes, yeah. sir. Very good, very cool pick. To record a song with someone responsible for some of those classic Kiss sounds. Yeah. All right, Alex. What about you? You know, I mentioned one of the made Paul engine earlier, but uh, on the difficulty part, I'd love to be able to sit with any of the original four, even if it was just thirty minutes. And be allowed, obviously, you know, respectful, but be allowed to ask any questions. And Put take, your finger in their chest and hold them accountable. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just, uh, you know, it's 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 always kind of annoying whenever you see, like, this Q&As and stuff. And it's just like, how long does it take for you to put the makeup on? And you're like, oh, my goodness, I swear. Like, no, I, I want to hear, like, a good question, you know. Yeah. I mean, I remember like when I was backstage with the Cern Disco group, and I got to like ask them some questions that you know the information is not readily available, and they were like, "Yeah, here's the info." Like, you know, we were doing this album, and one guy left, the other guy came in, and he said, "F it, I'm out of here." And we got a third guy. You know, I was like, oh, "Well, cool, now I got an answer." And so I'd love to do that with one of the original fours. You know, each one I've got like certain questions I love to ask, but I'd love to, if I could sit with any of them for 30 minutes and be able to ask them any questions and. And the go, you know, I, I think that uh, Michael, who did the interview with Gene, and he asked them point blank about Kissology 4, you know, and I thought like that was, yeah, cool, somebody, you know, like you said, holding the finger to them, but, you know, getting asked the nitty-gritty questions would be, uh, I think, something I'd love to do. Very cool. Any Anyone in particular that you would put up there? You said any of the one you were looking for? I'd say... Uh, What's the like, one you really want? Probably for like just because I'm sure he's got a good memory. I love to go with Paul. You know, ask him. Good pick. Yeah, you might get the most honest answers too. Yeah. All right, Ken. What about you for number six? All right, number six is uh, some uh, a Kiss vinyl box um, of. The, it's been out since the late '90s. Uh, the Kiss. Originals Japan box. It's all in the mm-hmm. colored vinyl. Uh, you guys may have seen that. So I think it's eleven colored vinyl uh, albums in there. I don't have that. Um, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. What? Do you have that, Mark? Right. You're not a real <laughs> no. fan. Okay. All right. Um, but <laughs> I, you know, it's it's out there. I can get it. It's kind of a steep uh, price to try yeah. to get it so I've been kind of just holding off and biding my time and kind of waiting for that right deal um, which may or may not happen I may just have to bite the you know, bullet or whatever and yeah. <laughs> and do it um, and be done with it so that's that's the one at least as far as my uh, vinyl collecting that I would like to get next if possible very cool Julian's number six is something that um, most of us have already said. 
and that is to go on a historic site of New York City. Recently checked a lot of these off his list um, when he went to New York to see Peter Chris, um, came out of Penn Station and saw Madison Square Garden, went to the Dress to Kill corner, and even the rehearsal loft, even though he was a little worried about disturbing some of the occupants so he could go see a loft that Kiss played in almost 45 years ago. Um, the album cover of Location was the only place still existing and I con- ever considered visiting. So maybe there are more out there that he hasn't thought of yet, but um, that's something we've all talked about already, is going on a historic site of New York City to see all these places. And my number six is in um, relation to that, is I would like to see KISS play. I'd like to go to a KISS concert at Madison Square Garden. I think that would be really cool. I've seen KISS in Detroit, which was really cool. Um, When they dim the lights and have them say, all right, Detroit, you know, that was pretty cool. So I would like to see them at Madison Square Garden, see them in that historic building um, in their hometown. I think that would be, that's definitely a bucket list item, item for me. Oh, yeah. All right, number five. Ken, let's go back to you for five. Okay, number five is actually it's easily attainable right now. Um, Sit uh, down and interview Julian for a half an hour. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's number 11 on my list. Um, but, <laughs> um, it's it's uh, see Gene Simmons uh, solo concert and uh, that is going to be attainable because I will be going traveling with Julian uh, down to Southern California to uh, you know the Riverside uh, concert. When is that? Uh, August fifth. Cool. So it's 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 getting there. Coming up. We're getting coming, there. Up. coming up. So uh, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. That should be really cool and. You know, I hope Gene, you know, yeah, keeps playing those those nuggets, and I'm hoping maybe somehow he'll add Naked City on there. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear that. That'd be one. cool. That'd be cool. Um, but anyway, that's going to be uh, cool, and uh, fortunately, I can I'll be able to scratch that off my list. For sure, you have a great time. That, that Gene show I saw a couple months ago was most fantastic. That was yeah. that was a bucket list item for me. It was it's something I thought I'd never. Yeah. I never see as a Gene Simmons solo right. tour or show or anything. So, you know, a great time. I mean, him playing Almost Human and Love for Sale. Mm. Like that. It's awesome. So, I don't know if you'll get to hear Naked City, but who knows? If we're doing Love for Sale, I guess anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Alex, what about you for five? What? Not having what Ken and Julian doing. I want to write in the back seat so I could hear Julian's sweet collection of unreleased material on a car. More laminated. <laughs> <laughs> it might be in a trunk, though. I don't know. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. Just kidding. Hey, as long as I are back there, you'll be okay. Yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> no, but honestly, I do remember, uh, I'd love to, like, um, any, any of the big collectors who have a lot of the unreleased stuff, I'd love to just, like, just sit down, even for an hour, and just hear some of the tracks, even, you know, just, just to listen one time through to hear them. Um, that'd be something I'd love to do. Um, you know, hearing 
um, obviously that latest episode with the three sides that he discussed, like the rock and all over demo tape, you know, and of course other demos that, that we know that do exist, but haven't heard and stuff, like the Crazy Nights demos and stuff, all of the, better just sit with somebody who's got them, just to hear them at least one time. Cool. Just one time, that's your bucket list, to hear something one time? <laughs> Dream bigger, Alex! <laughs> Mark, what about your number five? Well, uh, my number five, again, is... Not, it's difficult, again, but it's because mainly, again, because it deals with cash and timing, and it's, again, music-related, and it's related to my own stuff again. But I would very much love to be able to do a full song at Electric Lady Studios. Now, we all know how attached the studio is with KISS in their history. A lot of great records were made there, like Asylum. And um, I'd like to be able to go in there once and just do one song top to bottom, like record, mix, everything finishing touches and do it there just because i kind of miss doing that because when i first started getting into music i actually apprenticed at a recording studio here just near uh, the outskirts of my city here and i loved it and there's definitely a difference between doing a song in a full-blown studio than how people do now in their own home studios i mean sure i love doing it in my own home because I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. It doesn't cost me anything. And you can get just amazing results now. But sometimes the vibe of an actual recording studio helps get a better performance out of people sometimes because it's, you're in such a cool environment sometimes that it just helps with that little push that sometimes people need to get a really cool song done. So I'd love to be able to go into a place like Electric Lady and do one of my own songs top to bottom so that's a pretty big bucket list thing for me very cool very cool another cool related kiss performance that'd be, that'd be really cool for you Mark I know you and I ran each other a lot on the show but that'd be really cool to do that electrically that'd be pretty badass yeah alright number five for Julian is the same as number five for Ken which was to see Gene Simmons performed solo. He'd always hoped Gene would do a proper solo tour, and while he may not be doing a tour per se, there's no way he's going to miss seeing the chance to see him. It's just too fun and long overdue. He hopes he keeps the rare Kiss gems in his set and perhaps another song off his 78 solo album. He'd even be happy with another song off of Asshole, <laughs> which, was, which was the case for Peter. It wasn't important what he performed, is what he chose to perform. And again, going back to what we were saying a little bit ago, that seeing a solo Gene Simmons show or solo Gene Simmons tour isn't something that I ever thought would happen, that I, I ever thought he'd be interested in going out on the road and playing if it wasn't with Kiss and big arenas and big amphitheater-type settings. So to see Gene go back to his roots and do that, and not only do that, but pull out these songs and to relearn some of these songs and play them, I think is, is really cool. And I've, I've really enjoyed seeing them, uh, the videos and I enjoyed seeing the one I saw in person. Yes. My number five is something that Ken already brought up. I would like one more 
Kiss album. And it's something I don't have control over, but with the end of the road becoming closer, I would like to get one more great Kiss album out of the band as a exclamation mark on their career to say say goodbye to the recording studio aspect of their career and say goodbye to their fans and go out on one big final tour with a purpose of going out on a tour with a new album and not just go out to tour for the sake of going out to tour. So we are on to number four. And Alex, why don't you kick us off with four? My number four, I'd love to uh, do a Kiss Cruise. Um, yeah, I think it'd be like a fun thing to do, get to see the band, uh, so forth. You know, I was a little apprehensive with the Kiss World thing now that they've announced some people. I'm a little curious on that one, but I'd love to do uh, a Kiss Cruise and get to experience the uh, the fun that comes with that. It's fun. I, I did my one, and when I bought my one, I told my fiance at the time, I just want to do one. And I did it, and it, it, I think, and it, it is a great experience to see them um, acoustically, or it, it, whether they do the acoustic set the sail away, or whether they do the the unmasked electric set. Either one of those settings are very cool and very unique. And then to see the band play in that small theater within the boat, you know, all those are very cool experiences in and of themselves. Plus the other bands on there, Kiss-related events. Um, throughout the cruise, and you're just around, and you're around Kiss fans. You're around like everybody has like a common bond with one another. That not it's not just you're at a Kiss concert, but you're at on the cruise. You're with you're with your like your kin almost. You're with your yeah. you know you're with the, your <laughs> fellow diehard. You're with your fellow diehards, and you can talk to them about what you think about the song tomorrow and tonight, or what you think about. Um, naked city and they're going to be able to have a conversation with you. It's, you know, it'd be like, you know, it's like being on, on, on a, it's like being together with a thousand or 2000 of your almost close friends at the same time. Cause everybody has this common bond, this common link to each other. And it's all about the band. It's, it's a great camaraderie camaraderie experience for sure. I think that's, I think that's what makes it so popular when you think about it, because as you get older, the amount of people that you have within your own personal circle that you could talk about this stuff just disappears, right? So to be plopped onto a boat where you have 2,000 people that you could talk to about these things, that's what makes it so appealing for people. I mean, they can blow off all that kiss steam that's been building up in them for so long and, you know, until the next cruise, right? So it's it's a great thing to, to be able to do. For sure. I, I think that's one thing, too, that makes them really popular is that people have gone on these things and they've, and they've met people and become close friends of people that they've met on these cruises because they share such a common bond that, oh, we have to go back again next year because we had such a good time meeting people and we met these new people and we're, we're close friends with them and I want to see them again. I think, a, I think camaraderie is a big aspect of it that these people keep going back to see um, these new best friends. I mean, it's not like you're in high school anymore, like you said, Mark, and like all your friends are are into what you're into because yeah. we all know as as you age, people like kiss or rock and roll or whatever becomes less important to some people, and uh, you know people have families and it's just not a priority to them anymore. Um, 
so it's an opportunity for a lot of these people to reconnect with either their past and you know embrace that or embrace these new people that they've met on the cruise and plus you're seeing you know some very unique kiss shows and and you get and you get your picture taken with the band and it's just a you know a complete kiss vacation so yeah, it, yeah. and and i and i've said to other people other kiss fans have asked me you know well you went on one would you recommend going on one you never went back on one i was like no i, I think it's something that an uber kiss fan should do should do one time for, just for an experience yeah and i mean i think that whole cruise thing has it, it's it's sort of went across the board i think like that that whole experience that people have with it i think it it's not just you know focused just on kiss fans i mean you have these you know the yes crews and you have the moody blues mm-hmm. ones and you have all kinds of different ones i think that's pretty much the same thing with all kinds of music fans whether it's kiss or not right i mean people you know have their favorites and they want to be able to talk about it with people like they did when they were younger and that's why i think these cruises are doing so well for lots of bands right Mm-hmm. Even Def Leppard did a, did a cruise too, right? So, right. So I think it's a I think it's a good idea for that, you know. For sure. Mark, what about your number four? Okay, well, here's the thing. I have two more left. I didn't have ten. I couldn't think of ten. I have Who eight. Wants to skip you? So skip me, and I'll get to me when I have the last two. Okay, we'll get you when we get down to two and one. Yeah. So let's do with Julian's number four. And Julian's number four is, again, something that he's um, just recently crossed off his list, and that is to see Peter Chris perform solo. Um, he says he missed seeing Peter Chris um, when he toured in 92, 95, because he's living in Scotland at the time. And there's no way he's going to, and so there's no way he's going to miss his show in New York City, his final U.S. show. Um, and Julian writes here to watch episode 131 for more on that so that we don't start rolling our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, no, Julian, Julian got, Julian, speaking of unique concert experiences, Julian got to see one of, one of the most unique concert experiences, seeing Peter Chris's last U.S. show. I got to see Peter Chris solo in 95. Um, when him and Ace did that Bad Boys tour where mm. Peter came out and did his set, and then three hours later, Ace came out and did his set <laughs> in typical Ace fashion. And it was, yeah. This was December of 95, and uh, it, it maybe wasn't three hours, but it seemed like forever before Ace came on stage. And he came on stage, and this is December of 95, so Unplugged had already happened a couple months ago. Wheels are probably already turning behind the scenes at this point. That uh, it's probably really gonna happen. Ace came on stage hammered, absolutely <laughs> hammered. And I walked away from that show, and you know I'd already you know unplugged had already happened. Rumors were swirling at that time, even in December of '95. Rumors were already swirling. I walked away and I told my brother, "It ain't happening. <laughs> There's no way it's gonna happen." <laughs> Six months later, we saw him. So. But that was, that was that was a speaking of unique that was a unique night too. <laughs> um, my number four, and we're talking about unique performances. I've I had a hard time. Mark, you said you had a hard time coming up with ten. I had a hard time coming up with ten. Also, mm-hmm. um, I was single during my twenties, and I was 
single for most of my or not most of my 30s I'm in my I'm 37 now but for the first part of my 30s and I did a lot of these things you know I did the, some meet and greets and I did the cruise and I did um a lot of a lot of kiss bucket list type items so I um and I'm not trying to sit here and hashtag blessed but I had you know I, I didn't want to come up with things that I've done I wanted to come up with things that I wanted so yeah. for me number my number four was to see I want to see Kiss embrace their past they're they've become a lot of in a lot of ways a nostalgia type band and I would really like to see them embrace their past more and put out a collection of rare demos mm. and these rare live performances and you know they put out the box set in what 2001 that was 16 years ago yeah yeah they've put out other box sets since then but it's mainly box sets of rehash shit that we already have just yeah. in a different format so i would you know there, there's other demos out there and and obviously the other demos get leaked mm-hmm. all the time so why doesn't kiss put a stop to this and put it and put out what they have to kind of bootleg the bootleggers for lack of better terms to say you yeah. know what you know what you guys are putting this out. Well, you know what? Here's the grandmother of all of the shit that's not out there, so you guys can stop profiting off of us. Yeah, I mean, and, and, but no, go ahead. And maybe it's Mercury Records telling them, you know, because they, they're they are on this deal with Mercury, and they have been since right before Monster came out. And maybe and and I don't know. I'm not in the inner circle. Maybe maybe that has them handcuffed right now, and they can't do something like that. I really don't know, but I really wish they would for a band that has in a lot of ways, you know, been criticized as being an an nostalgia act for the last 20 years. Well, fully embrace your past and show us what your past was all about and be proud of that past, even with Ace and Peter. Just do it. Yeah, I I think I think you're right about that, because and I think, again, I think you might be correct also about, you know, Universal slash Mercury there being the ones who might be saying, you know, no, 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 you can't do it without our approval sort of thing. But you know what? That also kind of was always bugged me, that answer, because, you know, this is a business. It's called a music business. So and they know that those things, you know, if there was an opportunity to put it out properly, people would buy it. So why wouldn't they? support it it's just more money for them if they work in conjunction with kiss on it right i mean you saw you've seen what def leppard is doing for their 30th anniversary of hysteria with their deluxe box set for that yeah and what motley Crue's doing for girls 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 um why is it why didn't kiss do something for for a lot for 40 years of a lot why didn't they do whatever i mean they for a band that that really relies on their past I wish they would do more to celebrate their past. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Motley Crue have the benefit of owning all their masters and having full control over their material. But that's like again, that 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 is an advantage, of course. But like I said, when 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 a label smells money, I don't think that it would take too much arm twisting to help them, you know, go along with your idea. You know. Mhm. Well. Ken has, has stepped out momentarily, so we'll, we'll come back to his number four. 
Okay. Um, Alex, let's go to your uh, let's go to your number three. Um, can you hear me? Good. My yes. number three. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to like go to the Kiss Warehouse. You know, I'll go to a setup where they have like like the experts, like you know, get to go through like their costumes or whatever that they've still got. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that they were able to see a lot of that stuff. I mean, when I went to the expo I did in Baltimore. They had like Aces uh, farewell tour boots, and I got a picture holding the boots. And they had like Eric Carl's jumpsuit from the Unmasked tour <laughs> stuff. But I'd love to be able to, to go through some of that stuff and uh, see it up close and in person. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, let's see see some of those historic things in person. Would be pretty cool. Very good. My number three is to sit front row at a KISS show one more time. I've done it a couple of times, and it's an extremely unique experience to see how the band I mean, interacts with one another that close and just to see that in-your-face greatest show on earth, for lack of better terms. Um, it's, it's indescribable to see them that close. So I'd like to do that one more time before they call it quits i know that's probably forcing me to buy a meet and greet in order to do that but (laughs) that's the world we live in in 2017 Mm -hmm. or you could be like julian buy a meet and greet and sit way off to the side so (laughs) who knows who knows (laughs) um julian's number oh julian had julian had a number three and his number three is same as one of alex's picks and that is he wants to go to the Indie Expo one more time. It's a very unique experience. Very cool, again, with the camaraderie aspect. Um, the Expo is really expo is really cool. One of the coolest things about it is getting there the night before and meeting up with KISS fans in the hotel bar beforehand and just talking KISS and... Again, kind of like we were saying with the crews, just being around like my like like-minded people who just get you and get your obsession with the band. So yeah, um, that's one of the coolest things to me about expos. It's just the, the fans that are there and the people that you meet. Yeah, that that was actually uh, one of the things that I was thinking about as well. It didn't really make my bucket list, but it was something that I've thought about too because I've seen Kiss a few times, but I've never actually sat front row and I've always thought to myself that's mm-hmm. got to be a different experience than seeing it somewhere further back because you know even like the blood thing and all that stuff it must be more interesting to see it that much more up close than on a screen or something right 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 you're you know you're you're watching the blood flow from from your own eyes not watching it on video to get the yeah. up close and it's, it's 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 a very very unique experience and very very different than than sitting close at any other concert I've ever been at so, and, and and they're so larger than life, in their boots and in their costumes, and that to see that, you know, with your own eyes up front is is it's magical, really. Yeah. So, Mark, you have a number two. Yes. So let's go to your number two. Okay, so my number two is one that will be this is in falls in the extremely difficult category now. Because chances of this happening, I don't know, unless I, you know, unless I find some miraculous way of pulling this off, I highly doubt that this would happen. But I would love 
to have a full tour of the Kiss Vault, which would be something similar to like this. This is actually Frank Zappa's music vault, where he has all his master reels and all his videos and all the master tapes for everything from his television appearances, the quarter-inch masters, the actual master 24-track tapes. Everything is here, okay? I'd love to have Tommy Thayer take me around the Kiss Vault like this so I could just take a look and see what they have because I mean I know chances of actually taking down a tape like this opening it up and playing it are next to zero but you know being able to open it up and see like even the handwritten information that's on the back of the box like you know there's little notes like we didn't use take one we use take number eight for this song or this and that all these little nuances that we have no clue about you know you know, maybe they did, you know, Christine 16 in one take and they used the first take for the song. Like, who knows? We don't know any of these things, right? Mm-hmm. We just oh, yeah. know that we just know the final result, right? And it's those kind of things I'd love to see. Because, I mean, could you imagine going through a vault there and, you know, they're stashing behind there some mysterious television performance that we haven't seen yet? Because I know they keep talking about some performance that Kiss did in Winnipeg at the very, very beginning of their career that they did on some television show. And people say that there's no footage of it. Could you imagine if you were to go into a vault like that and they actually have it in there? Like those kind of amazing things. I'd love to be able to go walk through with a vault like that and see stuff like that. That would be, I think, incredible. That'd be a really big, huge bucket list thing for me. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty surreal to, uh, yeah. to experience something like that. No doubt. Alex, what say you for number two? I'd say I'm the... Uh actually similar with with mark in the sense i'd love to know what really exists um i've been listening to a lot of the beach boys lately i've got like the smile sessions and the 1967 which has some outtakes and stuff mm-hmm. and you know I, I, I get thinking i'm like man if if these guys 1967 all these takes you think of the beatles with the anthology sets and stuff what really exists with what kiss has I mean, if you know, if you look, if you get a chance to get the deluxe edition of the Smile Sessions, you've got like one CD with just all these different takes of a song called Heroes and Villains, you know, and you've got like one track called Brian Falls into a Piano, speaking about Brian, well, you know, and you're just like, if they got that, you know, Kiss surely has to have some more tracks, kind of like with Mark. I I love to just see if there's even just a comprehensive list that like maybe Gene and Paul have, and just to be able to to go through that and just see what really is out there. Yeah, uh, that that they have control over. Of course, Mark, you know, kind of has it even better with getting a tour with Tommy. But I'd I'd love to just know what really is out there. Well, you know, you know what actually kind of you know made me rethink about that was, do you remember that episode that they had with Robert Conti on Three Sides there when he was talking about all those things? I mean, that revigorated mm-hmm. my whole fire for that. Was like thinking when he when he talked about how that error with the nothing to lose wasn't really an error that it was purposefully done within there with some guy taking that tape off and they, they knew that they've used it all these little things is like unbelievable to hear and to think that you know that he saw all these different master tapes and stuff like that i'd love to be able to see those things and see what's there and what we don't know right yeah i think we all we all three touched on the same aspect of you know, I talked about them putting out putting out a box set of something like that. I think we all just want to know, and that's the unanswered, that's the unanswered question: is what yeah. is out there? 
what really exists? What nuggets are you sitting on that no one's ever heard of? Not even the most hardcore of the collectors and the most hardcore of the bootleggers. What do you really have that you've been sitting on for 40-something years? It's yes. And there is there there are there are things there has to be. I don't think the lid is that. I mean, I don't think the lid is that loose that everything that they've ever done has snuck out in some way, shape, or form. I think there has to be some things out that they're they're still sitting on, and it's like wait till one day that the fans get a load of this, and you know we're they're 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 not getting any younger. We're not getting any younger either. Let's let's put them out there. Let's hear them. Yeah, and you know, sorry, go ahead, Alex. Within the tapes, you know, I'm I'm talking right now with a guy who was in a backing band for touring band for a well-known group, and he's got uh, you know, happened to post a couple tracks here or there and stuff, and mention of some rehearsals, and he's even sent me a few of the tracks, and you know, he's like, yeah, I didn't realize, I don't think anybody wanted to hear these tapes. He's like, I've got like a bunch of them just sitting in my basement, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, mouth hits and, the floor. Yeah, you know, and, and so he's actually going to be working on cleaning them up. And, you know, I was like, you know, if you could just send me a set list of what you guys rehearsed, that'd be awesome. I just want to know, yeah. like, what's there. And I've got to hear a few tracks already and stuff that he had, you know, already transferred and stuff. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I don't think anybody wanted to hear this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I do. I do. So yeah. you, know, you, you don't it's know real- what's out there. Yeah, and you know, you kind of touched on something that's really interesting there, Alex, is that a lot of the times you'd be surprised how many artists actually have that mentality where they're like, oh, I didn't think you'd want to hear any of this shit, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're almost, they almost look at it like, you know, oh, it's just us going over a song a half dozen times, right. you know, and to them, they would probably get bored listening to it, but to a fan who loves this stuff, any kind of variation of the song, like, oh, they played the chorus a little longer, they did something different there, it's just so fascinating for us and we want to hear these things that for them it's just for them they're like why do we even have it it's taking up space somewhere exactly you know i don't know why i've held held on to this for so long it's just taking taking up space in my storage locker or whatever yeah so well julian's number two and it's very interesting julian's number two is to interview tommy after he finally realizes that the KISS FAQ is not the enemy. <laughs> nice. It, it's, you know, the FAQ has been labeled as a place where people go to to bash the current lineup um, or try to pick up, you know, try to pick fights with, it's, you know, a place for only original members only sometimes. And people who, you know, hate Tommy Thayer, hate Eric Singer, hate, Whatever. So, poor Julian again, who has been listed as a as a shit disturber, has not gotten his <laughs> his interview with with Tommy Thayer, and I know he would he'd love to have it. So that's his that's his number two is a Tommy Thayer interview. My number two is also something probably very unattainable, and that is I've met every living member of the band. And every living member of the band has signed either my left calf or my right calf, and I've gotten their signatures tattooed on my legs, except for one. And that's Mr. Vinnie Vincent. I've not met him at all. 
and it may it's probably very unattainable. But there was a, there was one point where I never thought I'd meet Peter Chris, and I did, and I got you know, and I thought, wow, it's so freaking awesome, you know, it's fucking Peter Chris, and I got to meet him. He was as nice as could be. He signed my leg. He was talkative, and he signed my leg. And he's like, oh, another tattoo guy. You know, he's like, I should have. I should have like my own tattoo guy right here so I can make some money off of that too. And so <laughs> he, he was really cool about it. So um, to meet Vinny and yeah, if I met Vinny, I'd get a Vinny tattoo as crazy as that is. So that that's my number two is to meet Vinny, get Vinny just to sign me and get Vinny's signature tattooed on me. Very, very wishful thinking, but we all have know. to, well, you all have to dream about something. That's mine, as I dream of any concept. So. <laughs> <gasps> all right. Well, hopefully Ken comes back soon. He can get us brought up to speed on his list. Yeah. But in the meantime, let's do our number ones. And Alex, let's go with you. Your number one kiss bucket list item. You know, uh, my number one, I'd love to just see the surviving members do something all together. Um, whether it's if they just did a small little performance, like a storyteller, it's almost like the unplugged-like thing, just something small, you know, whether it's a small little jam or whatnot. And I'd love to just, like, be there, like, in the audience kind of a thing with that. You know, even if they just got together and, and did an, a big Q&A, so, you know, the seven or eight, we'll say eight, if we could give Benny... You know, if they just all even just sat at the table and did a big Q and A. I'd love to just be there and, and and be a part of that. And you know, that'd be like my number one to be in the presence of like all of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's living. <laughs> it might not last long before they come to fisticuffs if you got all of yeah. them together. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, very very cool and 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 very good. And again, we all we all have dreams, so. You know, you got to dream big. Mark, what about you? What's, what's your number one kiss bucket list? Ed? Okay, so this one, again, will be extremely difficult for two reasons. <clears throat> number one is the person who I want to meet. And number two is what I would like to do, though. Okay. I would like, because of the last little while now, I've been so involved in my own stuff and, you know, organizing stuff and getting a record ready to get released and this and that and sending stuff out and this and that. So I'm really into the business end of stuff. So I would like to meet Doc McGee. And I would love to sit in on all his business meetings on in one, in one day that he has related to KISS business and see how he does it, what they do, you know, all the little business ins and outs that he does regarding KISS business because I'm sure that you could learn probably a ton of stuff in regards to releasing records or whatever, doing preparing tours or doing promotion stuff or merchandising and stuff. All this stuff must run across his table. He must be highly involved with this, with uh, Gene and Paul. And I'd love to be able to sit down just like a fly in the wall in the corner, not saying anything, just strictly absorbing this business information so that I could better my own business model for my own stuff 
and move forward from that. I think that it would be a, it would be beyond dollars and cents the value of that to me, just sitting in with somebody like that and and learning all this stuff. So, and we got Ken back. Ken's back. Ken, are you out of breath? Did a did an alarm go off? And do you have to did you have to run two miles to get back here? Uh, yeah, kind of. Someone we know had to do that. Out of I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Pot him up. <laughs> kind of sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, uh, kind of had to put out a fire. Not a real fire, fortunately, but it's something I had oh. to oh, take care of. The Daniel situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't have to run two miles though, like Daniel, fortunately. Right. Did you have to run two miles to get back here? <laughs> no, about maybe, maybe two hundred feet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Where? So where are you guys at? Do you want me a quick? We are list? at number one, and you need to get us caught up. Yeah, I'll go real quick through. What is it? Uh, looks like uh, four, four through one, right? Probably. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and do your four through one. Uh, four is uh, oh I'd like to get a uh, a kiss gold and platinum award like and real ones official, or official one official one official one okay I'll see by yeah this. and you know to hang it on the wall so sure or kind of wanted one of those so that's one uh, number three made out two Ken made out two Ken well yeah that's, or just that, that ain't gonna happen <laughs> it'd be nice to you know have a, like. All right. Bill a coin or something, but um, uh, that would be very tough to get something like that. Um, of course, um, uh, number three, um, another kiss, uh, one last kiss, meet and greet, you know, experience. Uh, that'd be good. Number two uh, was on Lonnie's list, uh, the kiss pinball mm -hmm. uh, machine, the original. And, and we've had the story before where I had the same kind of situation where I think it was like 92. I was in the record store, one of the last vinyl record stores. Uh, they were all gone, really, except this one was called, I think, Archive Records. Um, and they had one right when you walked into the front door. Um, and they had this for sale sign on it at the time. Uh, again, this is like 1992 around there. Um, and it said for like 500 something dollars. No, oh, it's even worse oh. than me. I know, I know. <laughs> Man. And it was working because the guy let me mm. play it. Um, yeah, and I was seriously, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. At it the didn't time, yeah. make sense at the time with everything right. else going on. You know how that is. Same thing Life. with me. Couldn't right. do it at the time. Couldn't, couldn't justify it at the couldn't time. Couldn't justify it, but uh, now I could. <laughs> <laughs> but I never, I'll never see one for that much unless it's a total wreck. Um, Junker. <laughs> yeah, all inners not even there. Um, uh, so that's that one. Um, and then, oh, you're on number one now, right? Or we're down yep. to number one. So who's you're on number one? I will do. I'll do Julian's one and my one, and then we'll do your one. Ken. Okay. So Julian's number one is to interview Gene and Paul. He says, like his wanted interview with Tommy Thayer, and like his number eight, which is to get unshitlisted, it ain't going to happen. But <laughs> we all have the old saying, may all your wishes except one come true. So you have to have something to wish for. Yeah. So he, his, his number one is to, is to get an interview with, with Gene and Paul. 
a real sit down, I'm sure, Julian Gill style interview mm-hmm. to really dig deep um, and not just scratch the surface, but get in, get into some intricacies that aren't divulged in your typical GM Paul interview and to get something new out of them that we haven't heard rehashed time and time again. Yeah. That'd be great if he could do that. It'd be great if he could, if he could pull <laughs> it off and supposedly he's doing some interviewing right now and his, it's gotten his creative juices flowing again. So that's good. We will, we will see what, what comes of it. My number one, um, similar to Alex's and, and similar to all of our number ones. And it's something we all have, y'all, have to dream. We all have to dream big. So my number one is to see a show with the original four in some kind of capacity with the original four on stage together one more time. Um, we had that opportunity. We came, you know, it, it was there for the taking in 2014 with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they were four yeah. together in the same room. I don't know if we'll see the four of them together in the same room ever again, like we had in 2014. And we couldn't get along and put egos aside. And you didn't even have to put on the makeup to play. You could have just just played. The four of you played without makeup and just played as Kiss. But um, politics and, and egos got in the way like it has... Mm on many occasions with this band. And I would have thought that in their later years with being honored by their peers and by and for their fan and for their fans for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that they could have put it aside and, and done something. And unfortunately they didn't and I don't know if that opportunity is going to present itself. Well the opportunity may present itself again, but Will we be able to put the egos aside? Will we be able to say, you know what? Let's let bygones be bygones and let's get along here for a half hour or an hour and a half or however long we're going to do this. Let's just do it. We owe it to the people who have put all that money in our bank accounts and have made us rich and made us powerful and made our lives so incredible. You owe it to those people um, one more time in my opinion, and I'd, I'd love to see it. Again, we're, we're talking maybe unattain, unattainable things here for number one, but that's my number one. So, Ken, what about you? What do you think? Well, my number one is very similar. Very <laughs> similar to yours. Yeah. Uh, it's a final show at the final KISS show. Uh, I'd like to be there at that final KISS show, wherever it may be. Whether it's you know New York, like you know, we probably think it mm-hmm. would be something like that, um, and see all, all the all the members, all the living members. That's what Alex said. Yeah, there you go, Alex. So, <laughs> all living members, you know, Vinny, you know, find him, you know, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> find him would be the most difficult. Just finding him, um, yeah, find him, and and uh, you know, have Bruce back and. <clears throat> Tommy, of course, Ace and Peter, um, the whole. All know, living members. Yeah, all living members, you know, Eric Sr. So that's why I'd like to see. I'd like to be there at this last final show when they're going to then hang it up uh, for good. Um, and, 
yeah, would I fly to go see that one? Yeah, I would. Um, you know, cross the you know cross the country and, and go to New York or wherever it may be. Uh, but maybe they'll do a set of shows, uh, which would be interesting. You know, what well, they did like five five major outlets or something like that. I mean, right? I would go to one of those too. Uh, maybe I'd go more than one of those. Uh, who knows? But definitely right. would want to see that. That's that's the the big deal. Um, you know, who knows what what's going to happen? I hope it just doesn't peter out. You know, they just peter out and nothing happens. For, for like, lack okay, of oh, kiss. Well, they're not doing anything anymore. Huh? And they didn't give it last show. And I hope that and, and, I hope that, that doesn't happen. And and that's kind of what it felt like it was going to be mm-hmm. after the farewell tour. Um, where they went and did those shows in Japan, they did those shows in Australia, and then it, it just kind of it didn't have a period to it. And then you know they did like this Olymp- they did that thing at the Olympics for the closing ceremonies, and it's just like and it, it it seemed like well what are they doing? Are 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 they done? Are they not done? Are they trying to get Peter back in the band so they can do one final show and end it right? Or or what's it? It really seemed kind of strange and i hope that history with kiss even though history with kiss does seem to repeat itself from time to time i hope history does not repeat itself when the end finally does come and that there is a big exclamation point to their career and not just a and not just fade away so i think we all have very similar um ideas for how we've talked about we've talked about it many times how we all think it should on the show about how we think it should end but you know and we talk about it more frequently because the end is getting closer and performance wise and, and vocally wise in some cases it's not getting better so at, at some point um the end will come and i hope that it's it's with a bang and in kiss style so yeah um so that those are our kiss bucket list items and Julian's as well. I'm glad he submitted his so that even though he was not able to be with us today, he was able to contribute at the same time. So the people listening and watching, what are what are on your what's on your KISS bucket list? Are, are your are there items on yours that aren't on ours? Did we did we miss some are there some glaring exclusions to ours that we didn't that none of us thought of? Um so what are your thoughts? Leave some feedback on the board. Um, leave some feedback on YouTube. Um, tell us what you think. Listen to the show on iTunes. Leave us some. Leave us a rating on iTunes if you listen to the show on iTunes, or Google Play, or Stitcher, or Spreaker. Um, however you listen to the show, but leave us some feedback and let us know what's on your Kiss bucket list. Are we gonna show that one item we added to our collection? That oh. was on the thingy too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Something recently you added. Okay. Something recently you've added. Julian recently bought the Kissed Artist Collection as a uh, a uh, a CD, and he he's very disappointed in it. Uh, <laughs> it's just another again, Kiss fans rebuying the same music. Um, Julian bought something probably off a deep discount or something. I saw it on there the other day, um, and it, it's. Pretty flimsy cardboard in each of these remasters, but 4.99. He feels like he got ripped off, and he's not happy about it. He's holding the people accountable. 
for the Kiss Artist Collection. He says it's crap, and he's mad at himself. <laughs> so what about you guys? Have you bought anything recently? Yes, actually. The funny thing is, the thing that I added to my collection, it, it took me a while to find this, actually, but I'm glad I found it. And that is, there was a in Canada, we have different labels, center labels for the vinyl, right? And Asylum always had that solid white oh, yeah. with the blue lettering. So I ended up finding the other one that's been looked for a long time, which is the blue label with the white lettering. Like, this is apparently very hard to find. I just walked into my record store, the used one that I usually go to, and just I couldn't believe my eyes when I finally saw this there. I was like, wow, the search is over. It's like there's a there's a Facebook site that's a Canadian Kiss vinyl collectors only, so it's only like 15 of us on there, and we've been trying to help each other to find this, and finally, I found mine. So that's my big addition to my collection. Very cool. Very cool. Alex, what about you? Did you have something, did you get something good recently? Are you excited we'll about it? Or, or are you like yeah, Julian? Are you yeah. as mad as hell and you're not gonna take it anymore? Heck yeah. So this thing's got the four original signatures. Then it's got guitar picks with Eric Carr, Vinnie Vincent, and Mark St. John's signatures. And then of course Julian helped me at the bottom too. They got Bruce's, Tommy, and Eric Singer. So there's something from each ten guys, and the ten guys who've been in KISS. Very nice. Very nice. Cool. Very cool indeed. Nice little fancy thing. Who knows? Maybe I'll get Ed Cannon to sign it one day. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would be extra special. He was in Kiss for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, what about you? You reached back and grabbed something. I didn't grab something. I was thinking. Uh, oh. I, think, you, I think. I know I got a new. Uh, oh, I know. I showed it uh, the other day. Um, it wasn't anything, you know, crazy, but I, I did find in a, like a thrift kind of collector kind of store, um, I saw, I found the Creatures of the Night album from the UK. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was, in, it's like it was pretty much not played. I mean, it, sound, it sounded that good. I put it on and checked it out. It was in great shape. Um, so that was the uh, phonogram, one of the phonograms. Yep. Um, so that I added to my collection. I wasn't lo- I wasn't out looking for it, but mm-hmm. I was lucky I found it. Oh, creature of the night! Don't you love it when that happens? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's nice when you you do that. So, um, but nothing, I would say that was I was, you know really looking to get that uh, yeah, I, need, I needed uh, you know, to add right. to my collection. What about you, Lonnie? Recently, I got um, the Kiss World CD from the UK hmm. um, just because I'm completionist and I need to have it, even though I have all this. Again, we've talked, I've <laughs> mentioned it several times because I get in trouble about buying the same music all the time. I don't think why I bring it up all the time. Oh, what's on there? She looks at it. You have all these songs. You say it's a different yeah, order. Not in this format. <laughs> it's a different order. Not with this cover. Not yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Tommy's on it. You know, Eric's on it. You know, you're not yeah. even going to listen to it. No, probably not. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I recently got that, and a buddy of mine, and I need to get it. I don't have it in my possession yet. He lives 10 minutes from me, and 
him and I work just completely opposite schedules from one another, and I just need to find a day where him and I can hook up and I can get it from him, is he got me a program from the Kiss World um, tour from Europe. Oh, nice. And I just need to get it from him. So I'm looking forward to that so I can add it to my tour book collection. Yeah, speaking of that, they're selling them. I know they're available now, I think, on either it's the Kiss Museum. Kiss Army Warehouse has Kiss them Army for like Warehouse. 50 they had them for like fifty bucks, I think which like isn't bad. Which isn't bad now, really for a tour. I, I don't know. They're yeah, yeah, but they're there, and they they're similar to uh, yeah, the creatures kind of uh, look. Yeah. Photo it's shoot. Very, yeah. There's a lot of the. Alan showed us when he's on the show. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it's cool. But I said, why and why am I going to get it when I already have a, a official creature? You have a real one creature. that I actually got at the show in in That's Irvine, fantastic. California. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. So that will wrap up the show. Thank you, Alex, for reminding me to to uh, do that little part, or else Julian would have said I have Julian to set up. I guess I have to start being on the show again every week because I can't trust you fools to do it on your own. <laughs> hey, Alex, we'll see if he will. We'll yeah, you, you can ride in that back seat then. In the, in the, oh, the look at you! Hey, you know what? Oh. You know it's funny, Alex. Uh, just to mention that, the, I I know Julian bought a third ticket. He has a third ticket. So I'm just telling you, I don't think it's been accounted for, but I know he bought three tickets. So I'm just letting you know. You can talk to Julian. Your audio's not on. So I got I got to talk hey, to the boss. Oh. I got to talk to the wife. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There you I go. I got to check it out. But I you can it. talk to Julian, I think, if you're interested. Are you in Utah? Where are you at? Are you in Utah? Idaho. I'm... Two hours, uh, two and a half hours north of Salt Lake City. Idaho. It's not that far. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's not that far. It's not a bad drive. You, you, you get to go 85 on the highway, so it's good. Very nice. Watch out for moose and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe Alex will get to ride in the trunk of Julian's car on the way to Los Angeles. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. With the with Julian's books in the trunk. You can read them while they're... <laughs> no, Ken will have them. He'll be reading them and asking Julian questions the whole way down. <laughs> so, so what is on your Kiss Bucket list? What items have you bought recently? Just for fun, tell us what you bought recently. Um, every Kiss fan is a Kiss collector, I think. So every Kiss fan has probably bought something in the not-too-distant past. So... What have you bought recently? Were you disappointed with it? Are you mad as hell like Julian that you bought something? In? Or are you happy with your purchase? So tell us your thoughts on that. Tell us your thoughts on your Kiss bucket list. Listen to the show. Comment on the show. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, Julian, for giving us the reins um, and and letting us do this every do, letting us do this when he's not available, so we can continue to to bring shows on a regular basis. So. Anyway, for Mark and for Alex, for Ken, I'm Lonnie. Thank you for listening to the show. We hope you join us again next week, and you stay classy, Kiss Army. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.